You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to recap some of what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. Baylor Romney, Elisa Tuiaki, Isaac Rex, Tyler Algier. Some standout players spoke to the media. We'll let you hear some of the highlights from their media sessions. We'll also talk about some good news with regards to the upcoming football season, courtesy of BYU Athletics. I think many of you probably saw this news, but it appears that the Cougars are anticipating having full crowds back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this fall. And of course, we will catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A big win for BYU men's volleyball last night. Baseball loses a heartbreak softball walks it off we'll recap all of it ahead on today's show so without further ado let's have some fun on a friday this is the locked on cougars podcast for march 5th 2021 What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Apologies for the delay in getting this podcast out. Had some other issues pop up that precluded me from getting it done in the normal fashion that I do. But nonetheless, happy to be with you guys on a day like today. A beautiful day here along the Wasatch Front, by the way. Uh, supposed to be in the 60 degree range. That means golf weather for yours truly. And I don't think I'm alone in that thought, but nonetheless, thanks for taking the time to download the show. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode as we talk about the Cougars every single day. All right, getting going here on a Friday. Let's start off with some good news for BYU football fans. That is that BYU anticipates, or quote, the release of the 2021 schedule has generated a lot of excitement and questions regarding the opportunity to purchase season tickets. This coming from the BYU football program and their PR department. They continued, We anticipate welcoming fans back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this fall and plan to begin ticket sales in May, unquote. That should warm your heart if you're a BYU football fan who has been jonesing to see the Cougars in action. I know there were limited capacity crowds at a few of the games last year for BYU amidst that 11-1 season. Just imagine how much more fun that season would have been to have 60,000-plus fans packing into Lavelle's house to celebrate. It would have been absolutely marvelous, but hey, it's a global pandemic. What can you do? BYU made the best of what was a pretty bad situation all the way around it felt like and bad's not necessarily the right phrase right term there just an unfortunate situation and it appears that we are towards the tail end of this pandemic it sounds like the vaccine rollout is on track if not ahead of schedule many people out there here in the state of utah over the age of 50 are going to be eligible to get vaccinated next week Uh, so i I'm actually very happy to hear BYU say they anticipate having fans back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Notice one thing in the statement, though, does not say we anticipate having capacity crowds back at LES this fall. They have to say that. They honestly do, but let's put it this way. They're not going to limit it to 5,000 fans this fall. I, I don't see that in any way, shape, or form. I would expect if everything goes according to plan that we're being promised with regards to this pandemic, why not anticipate having near-capacity crowds at LES? If we're all vaccinated, why not? But 
I'll be, once again, let's be very clear. I am not a virologist or an epidemiologist, whatever term you want to use for these people who study pandemics. But I am excited just to think about the thought of having fans back at LES in a large capacity and just having fun this season. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I know that BYU lost a lot of star power from last year's program. I completely get it. But I am very bullish on this squad going into 2021. Could they be a good team and still only win seven games this year or six games? Sure. But I'm of the opinion I think the Cougars could challenge for eight or nine wins as it stands right now. I reserve the right to revisit that and kind of adjust my expectations for this program. But I really do think that BYU has a good quarterback situation they find themselves in. They've got four viable candidates to take over and replace Zach Wilson. And in talking with a friend of mine recently, we talked about the history of BYU football that traditionally when BYU has had a standout quarterback under center, well, history suggests they're going to have a good football program. I get that you just lost an all-timer in Zach Wilson, but I'll tell you what, folks. Everything I'm hearing from BYU is the coaching staff is ecstatic at the depth and talent and the breadth of what they have at the quarterback position. You've got Jaron Hall. you got Baylor Romney. They both have uh, statistics to back up that they can be the guy. They can be an effective quarterback in this system. And they've proven that in the past. Jacob Conover is a four-star prospect, a three-time state champion at the highest level in Arizona. Kid garnered offers from all over the country. I know people like to pump up Alabama, but he got offers from coast to coast. And when he picked BYU, it was a pretty big recruiting win for the Cougars. So there is a lot of good news with regards to BYU's quarterback situation. I don't even mean to leave Soljay Maava out of this conversation either. So if the quarterback situation is as good as I am being told that the coaching staff at BYU feels it is, that could suggest BYU is going to have another good season ahead of them. They do have to fix some things along that offensive line, find the right guys to fill the gaps they lost there. The defensive line needs to be rebuilt. The safety position in particular needs to be restocked as well. But I do like the talent and the depth that Kalani Sitake has gone about building with the BYU football program. I think he's done a marvelous job in going out there and understanding, okay, this is what we need to be successful. And that right there, in my opinion, is what should excite you as a BYU fan for this upcoming year. If the, Like I said, if the quarterback situation is as good as advertised or as is being reported to me, BYU can find themselves, I think, in that 8-9 win range this year. And how much fun would that be to have Power 5 opponent after Power 5 opponent coming to LES and you're there cheering with your family and friends and 59, 60,000 of your other friends out there. Just, I can envision it in my mind. And to think that we went through the hell that I call 2020 and now we're looking at 2021 and things are looking up. That's an exciting, exciting thought, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Of course, the players and coaches, they are continuing to roll through spring ball. They'll finish up week one today. Uh, They'll be continuing on with spring practices throughout the month. We've had a chance to speak with the the Cougars twice uh, so far. Had a chance to catch up with a number of guys yesterday, Elisa Tuiaki, Tyler Algier, Isaac Rex, and Baylor Romney. Some great thoughts from all four of them. We'll get to the highlights from those media sessions here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag, folks. Don't waste any more time. If you've ever been interested in the sports betting world and want to give it a shot, do it with our friends at 
at Bet Online. What they're offering right now is a 50% welcome bonus to anybody who signs up now at BetOnline.ag. The best part is the account is free to sign up for. But when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus. It's based on the amount of money you put into the account. So if you put 10 bucks in, all of a sudden you're going to have 15 bucks to play around with, and you can give it a shot. Bet Online makes it easy, folks. They have very straightforward guidelines on their website. It's very easy to navigate. You can find the sports you're looking for, NBA, NHL, college hoops, FCS football this spring. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Golf, MMA. I don't know what you're interested in. BetOnline has it all for you. Give them a shot. Go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, use that promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit and take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus now. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, you need to take a minute and encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is all of the overall sports news, the biggest talking points you need to know in 20 minutes or less. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski. He does a great job getting you caught up on everything you may have missed from the sports world every single day. Make sure you download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is now time to let you hear from the Cougars. Had a great opportunity to talk with a number of them yesterday during media availability. And I'm going to start off with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. Obviously, BYU statistically last year on defense was very, very good if you look at the rankings with regards to stats. I know there are a number of you out there, and I at times myself have had your druthers with how Elisa Tuiaki calls his defense, the philosophy, the scheme, the personnel, all that stuff that goes into it. But I had a very interesting thought on a one question in particular, and Hunter Miller from ESPN 960 uh, is the producer slash co-host with Ben Criddle on Cougar Sports 960. Well, he asked Elisa Tuiaki about any potential changes and, and a pretty telling answer here from Elisa Tuiaki. Coach, I'm curious, with all the coaching staff changes and kind of player player turnover you've had this offseason, do you foresee your defensive philosophy and scheme changing at all this offseason? No. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Well, that was nothing if not definitive with regards to what Elisa Tuiaki thinks of his scheme. And like I said, you may have your opinion on it. I have my opinions on it. But if you look at the statistics, the rankings from last year, and let's also make sure that 2020 is taken with a little bit of a grain of salt considering the number of programs who played different numbers of games. But BYU was ranked pretty highly amongst that 12-game season a year ago. And apparently Coach, uh, Coach Satake, I want to say Satake, Elisa Tuiaki, my apologies, he believes that his scheme's good to go, and he's going to carry on here. Uh, Kevin Clune, of course, moving into the staff as the linebackers coach. Preston Hadley moving to defensive ends, and then Ed Lamb moving to safeties. Well, the funny thing is, Clune's been around the program for well over a year now, so he completely understands the scheme, and there should be no problem with regards to him uh, wor- working in and figuring out what he's going to do. But uh, moving on here, had also a chance to speak with Baylor Romney. He is a guy who is challenging for the starting quarterback job. He is not necessarily the flash quarterback out there, but I'll tell you this much. Everything out of spring ball from our practice insiders and even what you can see from the highlights is he just gets the job done. Well, I asked him the question, what are your strengths as a quarterback? I feel I'm very smart with the football. I tend to make decisions quickly, and my philosophy as a quarterback is to get the ball accurately on time to playmakers and you know let them do the rest. And I feel that that's where my strengths come from. 
good quarterbacks understand when they have a weapon and try to get the ball to those guys. And Baylor apparently believes he is the guy for that job. I like his quiet confidence. It's pretty unassuming how he goes about things. But another question was asked of him. Uh, I think actually there's a question I asked the follow up to this is what is going to be critical for you during this spring period? Also during the summer with the player run practices and on into training camp this August. Well, what is going to be important for him to prove himself that he is the best option to the coaches for me personally i just i need to be consistent every single day and that's something that i worked on just every ball every drop back every every rep every play just being consistent that's something that i worked really hard to be and you know that's showing so far in spring ball for me well consistency is a great calling card to have as kind of your reputation and i think that's what baylor has proven so far during his time at byu he's just a consistent performer i think many people look back fondly at what he did against boise state with literally everybody thinking okay there's no chance BYU can upset this team and what does he do just goes out and just makes play after play with what we found out was a foot injury that still hampered him for a long time afterwards but nonetheless just gets the job done he's tough as nails and I think he absolutely is going to be in the mix all the way up until a starter is named in August and I guarantee you well I can't guarantee it but it is my opinion that Baylor Romney will firmly be in the mix to be BYU starting quarterback this fall. He's got plenty of competition. There's no doubt. We already played some comments from Jaron Hall earlier this week, hoping to hear from both Jacob Conover and Soljay Maiava at some point during these media sessions to get their thoughts on their candidacy to be the starting quarterback. Let them kind of sound off on it. But I think that this is going to be a fun quarterback battle. I think many people get engrossed in this. I get engrossed in it as well, and I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of good options for the Cougars at quarterback, and we'll see who ultimately comes out on top. I also had a chance to speak with Tyler Algier. Had a fantastic year a year ago, a 1,000-yard season. As I have told you guys on this podcast in the past, I have staff members from BYU have told me that he will play in the NFL. As a former preferred walk-on, he's made good on every bet he made for himself, the bet that BYU made on him, bringing him in from Fontana, California. Well, he was asked yesterday, what are you trying to do to follow up a 1,000-yard season? And apparently... Tyler doesn't even want to acknowledge that season. Honestly, I just try to forget forget about last year. You know, last year I had high numbers or whatever, but just try to forget about the year and then just look at look at old film, work, look at what I need to work on for right now. You know, because there's all, always something to work on, especially with spring ball starting up. We were like in the third day right now, you know, and I still have stuff to work on. So you know, just perfecting that until next season is my goal right now. I know the old adage is to have a short memory as a running back, especially in the case of having a turnover. But if I'm Tyler Algier, you can't necessarily completely forget what you did. A year ago, but I get also his mindset is always looking forward. He wants to follow up last year with another good season this year, and he's going to have his work cut out for him. The nice part is this running back unit, and if you want to count Kavika Fanua in it, I wouldn't really count him in there. They come back intact. Him and Lopini Katoa will be back to really, I think, bolster this lineup. I can tell you this much. In talking with an insider who's been at practice so far this week, Sione Finau looks like the running back we saw during 
2019 before his ACL injury versus what we saw in 2020. He's still been working his way back. Uh, it's been slow and steady, but ACL injuries usually take guys, especially a running back, that lateral ability you need to be able to go side to side. Well, it takes some time to get that back, but the early reports out of spring balls that Sione Finau, the offseason has been, been very good for him, and apparently he's going to be right there in the mix. And if you have a nice three-headed monster with Algier, Katoa, and Finau running the ball, BYU's offense could be mighty dangerous. And the question was asked to Tyler Algier by myself, can this running back unit become the focal point of this offense? You know, that's the plan. That's the plan. We try to, even if it's a pass, you know, we always try to be the best on the field. So I think either either or I can go, it can go either way. I'll just say that. It's always good if you're a quarterback to have a steady run game to rely on. It will set up play action, make your life easier. It sucks up extra guys into the box, makes your passing opportunities that much easier with less guys in coverage. Well, I think BYU, their running backs, especially early on this season with all of the uh, different uh, Power 5 opponents on the schedule, well, you got to keep an eye on what the running backs are going to do because I think they're going to be critical to BYU's early season success. They'll be critical to any success the Cougars have, but especially early on this year, as you get a quarterback adjusted to running this offense, well, the nice part is you can turn around, hand it to Algier, hand it to Katoa, hand it to a, a Sione Finau, even a Miles Davis potentially, who showed some things in garbage time last year. The nice part is you have no shortage of options as your backfield running mate if you're the quarterback of BYU. You and that I think should help whoever ends up as a starting quarterback feel more comfortable. Isaac Rex obviously is going to be a safety valve for whoever's the quarterback. Had just a marvelous freshman campaign. What was it? 12 touchdowns. Just incredible production for him. Well, he was talking to the media yesterday, and I I actually liked what he went the way he went with this question. He was asked about players who were standing out to him on offense, and he actually gave a little shout out to two guys who may not be as well known on amongst BYU fans. But apparently, Isaac Rex has been noticing these guys. Here you go. Some guy maybe no one's really heard of or is not on the big radar is Cade Moore. He's a receiver. He looked really good in, in a lot of our practices. He's been catching the ball, and he has really good one-on-one routes. And also Hobbs Nyberg, he's stepped up too, and he was a punt returner last year, but he wants to play more of a wide receiver role. So the receivers, uh, they've been stepping up pretty well, and they look good. Make sure you remember the names Cade Moore and Hobbs Nyberg, according to Isaac Rex. I can tell you this much. I had my issues with Hobbs Nyberg as the punt returner last year. I just felt like the punt return game was abysmal, I I guess is the term I'd like to use. And I would hope to see an uptick this year. Maybe Hobbs reprises his role as the punt returner and maybe shows some things. But the, the former BYU baseball player, now turned BYU football player, He's been turning some heads. We've seen him in the highlight videos that BYU has put out on social media. And then Cade Moore. I've been hearing about Cade Moore for the past two years from people who I talk to around the program. He's a walk-on from Lehigh High School, played in a very good system at the high school level with the Pioneers just up the road from uh, BYU there in Lehigh, Utah. And if, if... he is to be believed what he is doing in practice can be translated to the field. Well, BYU may have found just another gem in terms of a walk-on like with the likes of like Dax Milne who have come in and really made good as walk-ons for the BYU football program. Cade Moore is a different receiver than Dax Milne. Let me be clear. He's not as big. He's not as fast, but he has a knack for getting open and that's 
what let's be honest there are two things as a wide receiver you need to be able to do for your quarterback get open and hold on to the ball when it's thrown to you well Cade Moore I, I can tell you this much watching him I cover preps a lot for my station in Salt Lake City Lehigh Cade Moore hauled in a lot of passes played with guys like Dallin Holker who's gonna be coming back off a mission for BYU and also Cameron Cooper who is up there at Washington State I really like the game of Cade Moore and we'll have to keep an eye on if Isaac Rex really believes this can translate to the actual playing field for a young man like that. One other note here for you guys is we heard this morning, it was put out on social media, that Chase Roberts, the former four-star wide receiver from American Fork High School, he has returned home from his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that's going to give him about six months now to get in shape. That, in theory, should give him plenty of time to be ready to compete for playing time in training camp here's hoping he can knock off that mission rust and be a part of BYU's football program and make an impact this year I'll tell you this much as I said I cover a lot of preps Chase Roberts is among the best wide receivers I have ever seen in this state with my own eyes fantastic fantastic prospect so if he's able to get ready pretty quickly wouldn't surprise me at all to see him being a factor this coming uh, training camp slash the 2021 season this fall. All right, coming up here momentarily, we'll recap all the other BYU sports news you guys need to know about, everything that happened with the Cougars last night. Looking ahead to the weekend, we'll have it all covered for you here momentarily. Do need to take a minute today and talk to you guys about our good friends at Squire and Company. As of course, tax season. Many of you are doing your personal income tax returns. Many of you who own businesses or entrepreneurs, you probably have business taxes to take care of and guess what squire wants to be that resource to help you guys out and i can tell you this much i have known of the squire brand for most of my life i grew up near joe squire literally down the street from him and he built this firm uh, to, on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals. Squire has all the tra- traditional CPA services you guys can handle. They also have a forward and strategic thinking advisory firm that assists large companies select and implement accounting systems like NetSuite, Microsoft Business Central, and QuickBooks. They can help you guys out no matter where you're at. Like I said, personal income tax returns, business tax returns, whether you've got you yourself as an employee or or you've got a multi-billion dollar corporation, Squire can scale up or down to fit it to whatever you guys need. They have two offices, one in Orem and one in downtown Salt Lake City. They are convenient to you guys wherever you might be located here in Utah, but they're also help capable, excuse me, of helping you guys even if you are based outside of the state. If you want to reach out to Ray Chipman, he's been working with us here on the podcast, a big BYU fan. He'd love to get you guys the help you need or get you in contact with the person who can help you out. You can reach out to him by emailing him at RaymondC at Squire.com and how you spell Squire is S-Q-U-I-R-E dot com or call him 801-477-4950 He would love to help you guys out with whatever you guys are in need of. You also can learn more by going to squire.com to check out all the different services they offer to their clients. So once again, reach out to Ray now, Raymond C at squire.com or give him a call 801-477-4950. That's Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. 
All right, folks, let's run down everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on this Friday. We'll start off with the number two ranked men's volleyball program made quick work of their matchup with Concordia Irvine, winning in straight sets 25-20, 25-19, 25-19. Congratulations to the men's team. Nice bounce back effort after the loss at Grand Canyon last week. They're back in action tonight. They're taking on USC at the Galen Center. That'll begin at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You can watch it on the Pac-12 Networks. Uh, Stream it on Pac-12.com org as well. Women's softball program got a thrilling walk-off win from Riley Jensen McFarland. She hit a walk-off homer in the eighth inning to down the Cal Golden Bears 8-7 on the first day of the DeMarini Invitational Thursday afternoon. Fantastic to see that. In their second game yesterday against Stanford, they lost 5-3, so a tough loss in the nightcap. But they are back in action, uh, taking on UC Santa Barbara today at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. You can find links and stats at BYUCougars.com. So nice split of the games against Pac-5, not Pac-5, Power 5 slash Pac-12 programs. I tried to mix those two together, but nonetheless, congratulations to Riley Jensen McFarland. She is a literal star and it's good to see her having success once again. Other uh, sports in action. Uh, BYU Baseball opened their series at Oregon State yesterday. A narrow 1-0 loss. A little bit of a heartbreaker there. They're going to be back in action uh, taking on the Beavers tonight. That'll be at 6.35 p.m. Mountain Time. There'll be a radio broadcast on the BYU Sports Network. There's also Pac-12 Network stream online. You can get links to that by going to the BYU Cougars website if you want to check that out. Women's Gymnastics is headed to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the University of Oklahoma, one of the true heavyweights in the sport. Guard Young came from Oklahoma to BYU, uh, has really done great things with the women's gymnastics program. He faces one of his uh, former employers. That'll be at 6.45 Central Time tonight. Uh, It'll be 5.45 Mountain Time. It'll be on Fox Sports Oklahoma. There's a live stream link. You usually can use the Fox Sports Go app to stream a lot of those regional networks if you want to check that out. And then also, other things to keep aware of this weekend, softball will continue playing the DeMarini Invitational tomorrow. They'll take on Nevada at noon Mountain Time, followed it up with their final game against Stanford at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Men's tennis is in action against Santa Clara tomorrow. That'll be at the indoor tennis courts. There's a live stream to watch that on BYUcougars.com. Women's soccer faces Loyola Marymount this weekend in a back-to-back set. Uh, Game tomorrow will be at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll also be on the BYU Sports Network. You can hear that on the radio. Women's volleyball also in action against San Francisco. That'll be at War Memorial Gym there in San Francisco, California. Live stream on the WCC network. So overall, I get think you guys get the gist. There's a very busy weekend ahead for BYU sports, but looking forward to it all the same. And just a heads up early on, next week, Monday, the BYU men's golf program, they're going to be playing in the Lampkin San Diego Classic in San Diego, California. That'll begin at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. You can get links for the stats, etc. at BYUcougars.com. Great resource. They do a great job keeping everything up to speed. All the links you can find at BYUcougars.com. My, to my cap, to the BYU Sports information department they do a pretty good job making sure you are abreast of everything you need to know as a BYU fan so best of luck to all of the different programs in action this weekend we'll have a full recap of that on Monday for you guys and also Monday we'll find out whoever BYU is going to play in the West Coast Conference Tournament I would guess it's probably going to be Pepperdine but you never know it's going to be played out over this weekend obviously they'll have the off day Sunday before the semifinals on Monday night I'll tell you this much BYU needs to win that semifinal 
semifinal. It'll be a late night game. We'll preview it for you guys on the Monday edition of the podcast and, of course, have a recap for you and a potential preview of the West Coast Conference final against number one Gonzaga. That's the hope and prayer on Tuesday. But nonetheless, make sure you guys join us every single day right here on the podcast. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. Follow the show on social media as well. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You also can follow my personal Twitter feed if you so desire, at Jacob C. Hatch. Love hearing from you guys. And feel free to reach out anytime via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for the podcast. Have a great rest of your weekend whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 5th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys on Monday.